I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everybody, and welcome into today's episode of the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. Now, as your obviously seeing if you're on our youtube page where you can subscribe at uh, youtube.com slash is it youtube.com slash top cut podcast or is it a bunch of letters and numbers i think there's a bunch of letters and numbers all right well the point is you can go find us on youtube by simply searching top cut podcast oh yeah and it'll be in our uh, description down below what he said and of course I am your host. This is my co-host, Caleb. Yo! Which you should definitely know us by now. If you're new here, though, welcome. Uh, I promise you, the recording live, like, with video, very new thing. This is, like, our third episode. I think we've done it. Yeah, it is. And it's it's definitely a welcome addition, but it has caused some stress. And if you've seen the last couple of videos versus this one, you'll notice this is a very, very, very different recording setup and a different studio mm-hmm. setup and a lot of that is because <clears throat> i'm really self-conscious <laughs> so we wanted to give it a little bit of a different look a different feel yeah. we're still kind of feeling around trying to find our niche yeah and a lot of it is that we want to give our unique setup our yeah we're going to give our own unique spin on yeah. the Yu-Gi-Oh! content creation sphere because currently everybody right now is like a spinny chair. You know, everybody's like got their like gaming chair and they're yeah, sitting. For now, for now, we got a nice comfy couch. Right, exactly. So this will bring it more of like a casual atmosphere. <clears throat> Hopefully. The, the goal <laughs> is that, you know, we're all sitting in a room together, enjoy, casually enjoying our time together, uh, chatting. And you're just like chilling in the chair across the room from us while we all talk and have a nice conversation together. So, of course, 
with that said, let's go ahead and start by thanking the patrons. So a huge thank you to Cam Yang, Top Crutch, Trouble Sunny, and Caleb, Austin Johnson, Kane Martin, Marshawn Jones, Zyphorus, Yeet Defeat, AD, Anthony, Leela, Dank, Nugs, Earth Machine, Best Deck, Epi, Has Anyone Actually Read Toy Vendor, HGH Cyber, I Am McLincoln, Imagine Playing Yu-Gi-Oh! in 2022, On Earth, in the Milky Way Galaxy, in the Universe, On Earth, in 2022, Playing Yu-Gi-Oh! Okay. Can you imagine? Just imagine. Y yes. Playing Yu-Gi-Oh! I can imagine. All right, Jarrett, Helton, Mountain Man, Oatmeal Spaghetti, Owen Alvarado, Pig, Rudolph, Sprite, Farter, Super Ancient, Deep CDs, Nutsing, King, Coelacanth. I'm trying to go too fast. Tier Limits having this floodgate in your mouth. It's actually mouth, but I feel like it's funnier to say mouth with an F. Sure. <laughs> tin Dangle Doles, more like Tin Dangle D's Nuts. Unbanned number 95, Konami. Understanding and reading are two different things. Virtually Savior's World, you still play Dragon Link? Well, cry Mirror River while I'm dragging these nuts across your face. Zingus Khan. Aaron Gardner, Asami, Ashless Chaps, Brandon Potter, Duty Booty, Dragon Maidenless Behavior, Jerry Beans Man, King, King Henry, Old Man Red, Pincode 143, Ray Powell, Shockmaster Did Nothing Wrong, Slaking It Up, Stop Crying About Call By Its Balance, and Where Opelousa Dating Sim, Konami. Thank you all so much for your continued hilarious support of the podcast. Listen, listen, I'm not saying we need an Appaloosa Dating Sim. What I am saying is I would like a Yu-Gi-Oh! dating sim. I'm listening. Yeah, have like, not just Appaloosa. Sure, have Appaloosa as one of the options. Have like a nice wide range of options. You know, Appaloosa, Dark Magician Girl, Chamber Dragon Maid, Jinzo. You know, <laughs> the base <Jinzo>. set. <laughs> you know, just some basic, <laughs> some very basic individuals. Fiend Mega Cyber. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen. If I can't get Flying Fortress Skyfire in that dating sim, <laughs> then what are we even doing here? Oh, it's like that one dating sim with the uh, ship from Galaxia in it. Listen, if there's not a Gunkin <laughs> Sioux ship in that dating sim, what planet are we on? And sure, throwing it for hire, I guess. Okay, you're opening a whole can of worms that... It's why I said, I guess. I don't know if I'm ready Wait. to have opened on this podcast. Sure, Egg. He's got sure he's got to be in there too. I'm and just, ladies, I'm, am I'm I just, wrong about Shureg? No, you're not wrong about Shureg. <laughs> I'm just, I'm wondering how we got here. He's just some dude in a mech in a in a bird mech suit. I'm aware of what he is. I'm aware, very well aware. I've, I've pictured it many times. Anyway, <laughs> so also we're going to thank a couple of sponsors. So a huge thank you to Millennium Threads. So that Those of you that don't know by now, somehow, Millennium Threads is the best Etsy shop for Yu-Gi-Oh! apparel out there. You can find hats. You can find t-shirts. You can find hoodies. I saw a ton of Millennium Threads t-shirts at YCS Niagara. People Ooh. were sporting them all over. It's all custom embroidered stuff. It is super cool, and it is some very unique swag that you can get. Also, be sure to check out Dragon Shield. Dragon Shield is like the number one TCG accessory manufacturer in the world, or like top five or something like that. They are huge. They are awesome. And Dragon Shield, if you're listening to this, we gave away all of the sleeves that you've sent us already. We gave them all away at ICS Niagara, mm -hmm. so I don't really have many to show off on camera here. Unfortunately. But 
they're really awesome. They do they make some they do some awesome work with sleeves, deck boxes, binders, etc. And you should absolutely check them out. There's an affiliate link in the description down below. If you shop using that link, it does support the podcast. There's also an affiliate link, of course, for TCG Player in that description. And if you want to, again, shop, no extra cost to you, help support the podcast. It goes a long way, and we really appreciate it. This isn't, we're not on Twitch, and we're not really monetized on YouTube. So the affiliate links in the mm-hmm. patrons are the only way that we make the money to keep this podcast going. And hopefully uh, we're going to do things like upgrade this microphone arm get caleb a new microphone Mm -hmm. these are all things at the top of our priority list but sunny what if i don't want a solid color sleeves oh dragon shield also has really cool art sleeves as well wow what an amazing discovery (laughs) i promise that that bit comes off way better on video so if you are on spotify uh, audio listeners, uh, bless your hearts. You got to check out the YouTube channel. Um, oh, the gestures I made with that, what that was. Yeah, 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 it's like the the scream painting where like the, yeah. the hands on the cheeks and the oh, the pog face. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I remember. I remember. Uh, audio listeners love you to death. <laughs> they do that on the um, the Chuckle Sandwich podcast, which. Um, is rated R, so uh, tread carefully. They, uh, they're a lot more explicit than we are, but it's a very funny podcast. You should also check it out. So stay hydrated, my friends. We have some new cards that we're going to cover here today, and then we're going to do a, a ton of mailbag questions because um, ba- uh, one, thanks Konami, they're still on a ban list. We don't have anything to talk about, and two, we haven't done mailbag questions in like. A month. Yeah, it feels like we did. We did a couple last episode, but not nearly enough. No, we, we did like one, maybe two. Right. So we're gonna dive, delve deep into that mailbag. But first, we're gonna delve very deep into the Gishki support. Woo! Uh, you want to start? You want to start uh, reading this off? Or you want me to start? I can start. That's fine. All right, cool. All right, first card we have Grim Gishki, and these are all gonna be released in Photon Hypernova, which is. Not the next core set, but the one after that mm-hmm. we're going to get. Because the next core set we're getting is Darkwing Blast. Yep. All right. Grim Gishki, water fish effect monster, level 2, 600 attack, 700 defense. You can only use this card's name a second effect once per turn. One, if you ritual summon exactly one ritual monster with a card effect that requires use of monsters, this card can be used as the entire requirement. Pretty solid for a, you know, ritual-based archetype. Pretty much. It's basically turns every Gishki card into Metamorphosis for a Ritual Monster from your hand. Now, keep in mind that they're, like about half the Gishki monsters do have that effect. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. If this card is normal or special summoned, you can special summon one Gishki monster from your deck, except Grim Gishki. Also, you cannot declare attacks for the rest of this turn, except with Ritual Monsters. Doesn't matter on turn zero. So, True. fun fact. Normal summon this dude, activate effect, special summon Gishki... I ju- Abyss. Okay. Which triggers Gishigi Abyss's effect to search for a Gishigi with 1,000 or less defense. Normal summoning this dude is a plus two. Um, yeah, checks out. The math checks out. Like. That's wild. Yeah. It, it's. So next up, we have a new ritual monster, Eva Gishigi. Narimana. <laughs> Narimana. Narimanas. 
Level 10, 3,000 attack, water spell caster ritual, 1,800 defense. You can rich summon this. I think it's Neri Manas. It might be Neri Manas. Uh, it, you can rich you can rich summon this card with any Gishki ritual spell. Pretty bog standard on Gishki ritual monsters. Um, if this card is ritual summoned, you can target a water monster in your graveyard, special summon it. So it kind of replaces some of the materials that are used to make it. Right. It's not terrible. Two, cannot be destroyed by a battle with a monster special summon from the extra deck. Okay. All right, we're here. Three, once per turn, when your opponent activates a monster effect, quick effect, or turn a Gisky ritual monster you control to the hand, if you do negate, and if you do that, shuffle that card back in th into the deck. <laughs> it's a negate. All right, then. It is a negate, and it's got a it's got a fairly steep cost. Um, you know, with it having to return a Gishki Ritual Monster back to your hand, considering how difficult it is to get out Ritual Monsters. It's a soft once per turn. It's a soft once per turn. Not only is it soft once per turn, it also shuffles it back into the deck instead of destroying it. That's pretty wild, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Alright, next we have Gishki Ice Mirror Ritual Spell. This card can be used to Ritual Summon any Gishki Ritual Monster. One, Ritual Summon one Gishki Ritual Monster from your hand by tributing either one face-up monster your opponent controls or monsters from your hand or field whose total levels equal exactly e whose total levels exactly equal its level. And if you do, you lose life points equal to its original attack. If this card is in your graveyard, you can target one Gishki monster in your graveyard, place it on the top of the deck, and if you do, place this card on the bottom of the deck. That's pretty good, particularly the I contribute your stuff too. Yeah, I've now, definitely seen worse ritual spells. Now the way that this is worded in this, th so this isn't problem solving card text. It's just a one for one translation and localization as best as the Yu-Gi-Oh organization website can do. Right. Um, based on that reading, it tells me that you can either tribute one of your opponent's monsters or tribute your own monsters whose levels blah 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 blah. Right. So you can tr so you could just tribute a Baron. Yes. To be fair, I think in this situation, I think with this, you would have to have a level nine. No, you wouldn't, because it doesn't specify that the your opponent's monster. Ha it, it says, "Oh, you see, there's a separator there. You see what I'm you see what I'm talking about? Oh, that's crazy. Yeah." So you can tribute. It's so like you could theoretically tribute your opponent's. I don't know, level eater, and drop a level ten. Yeah, yeah. If it if that is how it is actually worded, keep in mind it does not tribute for cost. Yes. So if they have a baron, they can just negate, negate it, right? Or a toad, they can just negate. But, oh that. man, that's the easiest negate bait I've ever seen. Oh yeah. Either I ritual summon or you negate this. Right. Also, because it doesn't care about levels, you can tribute your opponent's exceeds and link monsters too. Wow, I Be guess you're right. Because yeah. it doesn't care about the when you tribute your opponent's monsters. If that is the correct way that it's worded, I can't read Japanese, so I can't tell you. I mean, it sure does seem to be the way it's worded. Okay. Next up, lastly, I mean, we have Aquamere Focalization, normal spell. You can only use the second effect of this card's name once per turn. One, add a Gishki monster from deck to hand. Okay, it's Rota for the entire archetype. That isn't once per turn. Wow, broken. Two, during the end phase, if you control a water ritual monster, you can banish this card from your graveyard, set an aqua mirror spell or trap from your deck to your gra or graveyard, accept focalization. 
Wow. Wow. So you can banish uh, banish this card if you control water ritual to set... During the end phase. Yeah, during the end phase to set a one of the ritual spells, basically. I mean, it's really not bad. No, 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 no. Um, to be fair, that ritual spell then has to survive a turn. Like, you have to survive your opponent's entire turn and back to you, then you can flip it and conduct a new ritual summon. Right. Um, overall, I think this is pretty solid support. To be fair, it's just gonna be Ivigishki hand loop support. Yeah, it's in a way, yeah. Just so they can just mind sleep your hand over and over and over and just keep ripping stuff out of it. To be fair, it's not good now, and I don't know if this is enough to put it over the edge. No, not at all. I think this more turns Gishki into a potential straight up combo deck mm -hmm. besides like hand loop combo which is what i think they're trying to do is push the don't hand loop this normal combos to put up a negate right so all right so that is the ending of the gishki cards let's go ahead and move on into our next topic that we're only going to spend a, a few minutes talking about here which is the ban list there isn't one yet yeah as of recording, there isn't one yet. I'm going to go check the website to see if it came up yet. It hasn't come up yet. That, that's okay. I assume you already have the website pulled up. I don't. I just already know. Uh, okay, so we're recording this on Wednesday night, like really late Wednesday night. It is night. six minutes to Thursday. Yeah, really late Wednesday night. And as of recording, we don't have a ban list yet. No ban list yet. But... It's my belief I'm sad. that anything that I say here will still apply come Friday morning if they release a ban list on Thursday. Okay, yeah. so basically if they release a ban list between recording and the publishing of this podcast, I don't think that that changes my thoughts or opinions here and now. That said, they could make some drastic policy changes, internal company policy changes that could change my viewpoint here. Mm -hmm. I doubt it. But I doubt it. So let me tell you kind of where I'm coming from and where my frustration lies right now. So as of recording this, it has been, I believe either 128 or 129 days since the last ban list. Something like that. So, and uh, again, I just, I gotta give an amazingly huge shout out to the, the main man, Sebto here, because Sebto, for whatever reason, again, I believe it's Sebto360 on, uh, on, I know it's Sebto360 on Twitch, or on Twitter, I think it's also Sebto360 on youtube so some cool ban list facts from zebto firstly since january 2018 did you know the average amount of days between a ban list reveal and the previous ban list is 85.3 days so on average every 85 days and eight hours we have a ban list during this period of time, from January 2018 to now, the longest wait between a ban list and the next one getting revealed was 119 days. 
This is from October 1st of 2021, so October of last year, to January 27th of this year, 2022. The second longest wait was May 21st, 2018 to September 14th, 2018. This is 117 days. Then two ban lists have taken 99 days to come out. The last ban list came out May 17th of 2022 and was effective immediately, which is the second time this has happened during this period. Currently, it's the 19th of September 2022, which this was a couple of days ago. So mm -hmm. now it's the 21st going on 22nd, meaning that when the next ban list drops, it'll be the third ban list over 100 days and break the record at 126. Now eight going on nine. 130 on Friday. 130 on Friday days between ban lists and that is just insane oh and very fascinating like little factoids there as well on top of that with the, uh, the average of 90 ish days so about every three months almost exactly yeah now, keep in mind it's from the uh the la the previous ban list being, yeah the previous ban list going into effect and the next ban list to reveal not it going into effect yeah so, the days from no sooner than. So, this is the t statistic that we use to kind of identify when this ban list was revealed versus the no sooner than date. So, as just as an example, the that January 2018 list it was 32 days before a no sooner than date. The next one was 43 days before the no sooner than date. The next one's 44 days before a no sooner than date. And then we see a change. 10 days, four days before the no sooner than date. 21, 14, five days after the no sooner than date. Which, I mean, like, is theoretically the idea, but yeah, it's yeah. rare. It yeah, with the no sooner than. Right. Four days before the no sooner than date. So it's kind of crazy that they say it's no sooner than this date. And then mo almost all these lists so far have been released before that date. Yeah. Weird. Six days after. Eight days before. Eleven days before. Five days after. Eleven days before. Nine days after. Ten days after. 10 days before and then no more no sooner than date it's gone i just i don't get it it doesn't make sense to me it, it does not make sense to me from a consumer perspective it doesn't make sense to me from what a company would do for a, a company perspective it 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 doesn't make sense to me i can't put myself in their shoes and make it make sense <clears throat> to like to me personally that just sounds like like so like we don't know how <clears throat> they come up with the ban lists we don't know like oh it's this specific group of individuals or it's just this one guy in a corner office somewhere we don't know we don't know um but for me it sounds like that the that whoever whoever makes that decision whomever just kind of do it whenever they feel like, not 
you know, hey, I'm going to make sure, hey, you got to make sure this is on a set date. Let's just, just, eh, I'll do it whenever I get to it. Whenever I feel like. Right. Here's my, <clears throat> here's my perspective. This is my own personal perspective. This is based upon information that I've gotten from people that I value what they say, if that makes sense. Not necessarily their opinion, but I value yeah. the truth in what they're saying. This is based off of what I've heard kind of through the grapevine. So, and I believe some of this is actually public information, but not much. So, the first thing I'll say is the OCG, like, controllers do have a certain amount of leeway and influence over the TCG ban list. I, I believe it's Konami's official stance that the, that the OCG doesn't have any control over the TCG ban list. I believe that I've heard that there are certain cards that they have said, no, you cannot ban this card. I don't think that that is necessarily the case with any card right now. For example, I don't think that they've said, oh, don't ban Mystic Mine or anything like that. Yeah, or don't ban Dragoon, don't ban this, don't right. ban that. Yeah. I don't think that's the case with any current cards in the game. But I've heard in the past there are a couple of cards that... They wanted to ban badly in the TCG, and they were not allowed to. Ooh, I know, a great example of that. Firewall Dragon. It did eventually get banned. The, the example, the very specific example that I heard, and I don't want to go too much into detail. This is purely speculation. Yes. This is not the just the, the God's honest truth that yep. I heard from Mr. Konami himself. This, this, is, um, th this is, I would say, based off of reliable info. But this is also a certain amount of like late night in the cave. You know, we're in the man cave chilling, yeah. chat chatting with our friends here, right? This is a there is a degree of speculation. Summon sorceress and firewall were both cards that the OCG said, "No, you're not allowed to ban those yet." You know, those are jump promo those are you know main character card things like that so they were they were kept legal as long as possible yeah i again i don't think that that's the case with any card we currently have but that said it does show that the ocg has a certain amount of influence over the ban yeah. list they can kind of tug at a string but that's about it that they, they don't have like a big you know right yeah overhanging control yes but they can tip a domino so with that said if they if we can if we can assert that they have a certain amount of control they could also have a certain amount of control over the timing of the list i disagree I, with that you think yeah I I think it's a case of like because like the OCG side would have a little bit more leeway not leeway a little bit more like knowledge of upcoming products than that the right. American side would and so they so that's why they would be allowed to say do not ban this card yet just don't do it trust okay. us don't and then you get stuff like oh I don't know a structure deck that had that reprints the card that they that they were looking to reprint 
or uh, the special edition thing because this is a main character's card in the case of Firewall. Right. Something, you know, a product like that, so that way they can push the product, and after the product's done, then you can ban it. But, but, that's, but, that necessarily, but that impacts the cards on the list, not necessarily the date of. Bingo. I don't think the OCD has any control when the ban list releases, because I'm pretty sure if it did, there it would probably be very specifically, you will have it on this day, come, uh, come right. hail or high water. That's fair. Now, another thing that we could, you know, deduct is that if the OCG has that much control over what cards are and are not going to be banned, then is it possible that Konami TCG is taking huge steps to attempt to ban a card that OCG does not want banned? And there is a bit of an internal power struggle going on. That's hugely hmm. speculative. I do not want anybody to make this their main takeaway. But is that possible that there is a power struggle and Konami TCG really wants to ban a card like, say, Mystic Mine, which is a problem? I actually, I know a great way to describe this conversation, the way this, how to think of this conversation. Sure. It's like those conversations you'd have with your friends at like midnight at, during a sleepover where who do you think would win in a fight? Goku? Or uh, Ben 10. Or like Ben 10. Which is not even a question, by the way. Yeah, and then you just have like this very oddly serious conversation for 12-year-olds. For me, it was always uh, who'd win in an actual fight, Dragonite or Charizard. And the answer is Dragonite because he has type advantage. Does he? Yes. How so? Okay, so Char Charizard can use dragon moves. Yes, but he doesn't get stab on them. Okay, but even getting stab, Dragonite's moves are not necessarily super effective against Charizard. The thing is that Charizard is that uh, Dragonite resists the fire type stab moves and the flying type. No, he doesn't resist the flying type moves, but the most powerful flying type move that Charizard Wait, flying is neutral against flying. Yes. And dragon. Uh, but the most powerful dragon type, uh, flying type attack that Charizard had access to at the time when we were discussing this was fly, which is garbage, and wing attack, which is also garbage. Yes. So, do you really think that Dragonite wins that fight? At the time, yes, easily. Okay, but this counterpoint was generation four, by the way. Counterpoint, and I know this is off topic. We'll, we'll yeah. circle back. We have time. Counterpoint. What if Charizard uses a super effective dragon type move? That's two times damage, which mm -hmm. is which outpaces Dragonite's one and a quarter stab move. Dragonite also gets Hydro Pump. It's not a stab move. Yes, but it's a base one twenty stab move. No, it's not a stab not move. Super effective. It's a base one twenty super effective move versus Charizard's at best eighty five. Coming off of its lower attack stat with Dragon Claw. Alright, you got me. You got me. You win. That's fine. I agree that Dragonite would win, but that's just because I think Dragonite's cooler. However, that's at the time. That has since changed. Alright, the point is... Point is... Ben, ben 10 <laughs> would beat Goku in a fight. Alright, so... Because he would just copy his DNA and turn into a Saiyan. Why would he do that? He can turn into Alien X. He can just reset the universe on a whim. But no, no, no. That's more fun, though. 
to just copy his copy Goku's alien DNA to add yeah, the Omnitrix. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're right. You're you're also right about that. Also, another option he entirely has is then going Ultimate Saiyan. Yeah, Ben Ten is just broken, especially against alien opponents. Because he can just copy them. Now, mi- now magical opponents is where he starts having issues. What? Put a lid on the bottle, dog. Oh, the bottle—the lid has gone missing. Ah! Yeah, it's fine. Back to what no, I was that's saying. That's That's an awful brave. It's fine on my couch. <laughs> my hand is on the bottle. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Okay. He does have issue against magical opponents because they're not aliens, but. It's it's the whole com it's the whole conversation of who went in a fight between Superman and Zatanna. The answer is Zatanna. I don't know who Zatanna is. Oh, she, um, she is kind of like Constantine, John Constantine, but a little more magical. Gotcha. I don't know who John Constantine is. Okay, Zatanna is the DC version of Doctor Strange. Okay, now you okay, now I'm with you. So Constantine would be Doctor Strange if he was a detective. But wait. Isn't Doctor Strange played by Benedict Cumberbatch who also plays Sherlock Holmes? Yes, that's the funny part about this whole situation. <laughs> okay. So we're gonna circle back right <laughs> to the band list now. Yes. <laughs> the point is Konami's not communicating with the player base. And they need to. Konami is not giving us a ban list. And I know that this whole conversation reeks of, yeah, me player, Konami bad, we want ban list. And it, there's so much more depth to it than that. Listen, I'm not even asking for the ban list. I'm asking for clear and effective communication hey, for us as consumers. Even just a Twitter tweet of, hey, we hear you about the ban list. We're working on it. Acknowledgement would be huge if they would just acknowledge that we understand you're waiting on a ban list we're working on it that's it that would be huge i i really cannot express that enough if if i got a tweet from konami tomorrow that said we we hear you we acknowledge that that the player base wants a ban list we understand we are diligently working to provide you with a ban list and the best product the ban list will be soon it's coming. Yep, that's it. They don't have to give a date or anything. Just a acknowledgement that we of the of the player base's frustration. Yeah, that would be so big. That that would be one of I'd the. I'd be happy. Yeah, that would be one of the most significant things Konami has ever done to directly communicate with its player base, which is crazy. That in fifteen years of running the Yu Gi Oh TCG, that's where we're at. A, an acknowledgement of we hear you would be the biggest direct communication to the actual venting their frustrations player base we've ever had. To be fair, I think that would also require them to actually be listening. I think Konami listens. I think they listen oh. very closely. Oh, do that kind of uh, uh, the I'm not listening with a big ear. Yeah. I. I very genuinely believe that Konami listens to their community. I think that they have internal discussions daily about the community. 
And I think that there's employees at Konami that care a ton about the players, the player base, how the player base feels, what the player base wants. I think that there is genuinely a lot to be said for Konami's actual desire to put out a really good product. I know that it doesn't always seem like that. From the player's perspective, it doesn't feel like that. We Honestly, they should bring back special editions. They should bring back promos and products. Oh my god. Guaranteed promos. printings of cards to drive down the prices of some of these cards. They should, you know, they should give us more clear and effective communication on when we're getting a ban list. That allows us as consumers to make more informed decisions. I don't want to buy the tins right now. I don't want to buy Power of the Elements right now. I don't want to buy Tactical Masters right now because I don't know what's happening on the ban list. Mm -hmm. Why would I invest a ton of money in a tier limit deck when tomorrow Curious could get banned? Or uh, Why, King of the Swamp. Right. Why would I invest a ton of money into a sprite deck and buy a bunch of Power of the Elements packs <laughs> to pull the sprite cards when tomorrow Totally Awesome could get banned? Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't fault them for banning those cards, and I wouldn't be necessarily upset if those cards don't get banned. I just want effective communication, that way I can understand what yeah. I need to be buying as a consumer. Yeah, so that way you can also feel like like you made an informed decision on your per- it, ma it makes your decision feel more, uh, more like you actually decided it instead of, uh, oh, well, I just messed up. Right. Think about it like this. If we have a no sooner than date, I stop buying product. Sure. Like two weeks before the no sooner than date. Because I don't want to go out building a new deck and it get hit. Mm -hmm. Now, the counterpoint to that is, what if we don't have a no sooner than date? Well, maybe people buy product right up until the day of the ban list. Or I count forward 90 to 100 days from the previous ban list. And then I just say, okay, well, three weeks before that, I'm just going to stop buying product. And now we are 30 days past that mark, and I haven't bought product in six weeks. Yep. I haven't bought... Well, I am going to buy one tin just because I want the tin itself so I can complete the tablet. Right. After that, I'm not buying anything more. Mm -mm. At this it's point, I don't buy product for the cards that I want. I buy product because every now and then I just kind of enjoy opening sealed product. Yeah, yeah. I bought a box of Tactical Masters, but I didn't buy it because of, oh, well, I'm chasing after X cards. Yeah. Or, you know, I I want to support my local game store. Mm -hmm. That's why I bought it. That, that's like the big reason why we bought it. Yeah. We each bought a box of Tactical Masters. It's to support our local game store, ETB Games in Alexandria, Louisiana. Check them out. Uh, quick ad plug for ETB Games. <laughs> ETB is a sponsor of the podcast, and ETB is your one-stop shop for all of your card game needs. If you are looking for sealed or sealed or singles for any of the card games that you, card games that you love, Yu-Gi-Oh, Magic the Gathering, Pokemon, Digimon, Flesh and Blood, etc., or binders, deck boxes, sleeves, etc., for any of those games, be sure to check out ETB Games. Their link is in the description down below. Continuing on, I buy those products to help our game store. I'm not worried about turning around and trying to build these decks. I mean, sure, I could, 
But if I do that, honestly, I just buy one or two more boxes. But I'm afraid to. Yeah. Because I like, don't know what's coming on the ban list. Like, the only reason why I even built... like, Well, not the only reason, but one of the reasons why I built Labyrinth is because I know it's not going to get touched on the ban list. Right. And I guess that that works. It, it's a safe pick. Yeah, and I guess that that works in the in the situation of Konami selling product mm -hmm. because they know that Labyrinth won't get hit. But I don't know that that's the case with Telemets. The longer that yep. this format goes, the longer that we go without a ban list, the less and less sure I am about tier limits or Sprite getting hit. I was really positive, you know, a month ago. Yeah, but when now, we could have gotten a list. Now that, I'm not so sure. Right. I, a month ago, we could have reasonably gotten a list. It would have been, still been around 100 days since the last one, which is a oh, reasonable yeah. amount of time. Like, not only could have already gotten a list, it also would have been a safe list for Sprite and Tearlament because they literally just came out. Exactly. And then I'm not afraid to buy those. I'm not afraid to buy Power of the Elements and to buy, build those decks for months. But now? Mm -mm, nope, too risky. I'm not touching them. Because now it's 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 risky to build the deck. Real right. Risky. I'm not worried about the tier limit or sprite cards getting hit. I'm worried about the the exterior cores. Yeah, the toads, the uh, Ronin totems, the dupe frogs, the king of the swamps. Right. Uh, the king of the swamp, you keep bringing it up. It's actually a really good hit. So I just, yeah. I'm not necessarily complaining just for the sake of complaining. I think that there's really something key here that is worth discussing and talking about because Konami's decisions as a company allow us to make more informed decisions as consumers of their products. So if they want us to keep consuming their products, they need to give us something some level of communication as a company even uh like just an just the uh as we said for just the acknowledgement acknowledgement thank you i was blanking on that word just the acknowledgement of our frustrations that that would be a, a huge start would go would go would do wonders for, for the them. community yeah yeah for the community itself Preferably, they would be like, oh, hey, so, like, we're actually not going to hit these two decks, so those are safe. Right. Preferably by doing that, by releasing a list, confirming that they're not going to yeah. hit them, you know. All right, so let's do some mailbag questions. Woo! So, will we ever have a ban list, or is this the forever format? It, at this point, it's the forever format. The longest time we've had between ban lists in until, a very long time. Until proven otherwise, this is the new eternal format until the end of time. Asking now because I'll forget. Are there any decks you look forward to playing post Megatons? More accessible prosperity means more room for goofy decks. Well, I'm probably going to stick with Labyrinth. Sure, but it does. It can also run Pot of Prosperity. Just saying. True. True. Because it's a trap deck. I don't care. I don't know that there's necessarily a deck that I'm going to be building post Mega Tins because of what's released in the yeah. tins. Um, I'm actually kind of considering Drytron now because the Diviner got the reprint. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm definitely looking to pick up a bunch of cards from the tins, but it's less because <coughs> of the cards in the tin as far as the archetype. Last year, the tin was all about the archetypes, right? Mm -hmm. Sure, you had Talents and Zeus, but... The tin last year was really super duper built to, th I mean, you had the entire virtual world deck, the entire mm -hmm. tri-brigade deck, and more in those tins. Yep. Whereas this year, 
We have the entire um, B Trooper deck in there. Woo. Hey, B Troopers are cool. Ooh, <laughs> they they are cool, but they're but they kind of need really need like the Quagar Hercules and a bunch of other peripheral stuff that didn't get reprinted. Right. I'm more excited out of these tins for. I need one more droplet, although I really need an ultra rare because the ones I have are ultra, and I'd like yeah. to have matching. And honestly, though, I think the ultra rare looks better. Anyway, uh, I need one more droplet. I would like to pick Bruh. up some D shifters because I actually got rid of mine on accident. Thank you. No, I didn't get rid of them to you. You got your own. No, I thought. Yes, I did. You wouldn't come off of yours. And then the next weekend, I came off of them because somebody yeah. offered me ridiculous money for them. Yes. Um, what else? So I need shifters. <laughs> I need one more droplet. I need lightning storms. I need prosperities. Things like that. The staples. Yeah, I also need all of those, but I don't need shifters. I, have... I also want to grab Link into the Vrains. I'd like to pick up a set of that card. Oh, yeah. It's just a really good card. And it's really cheap. Mm -hmm. Hi, guys. Question for Caleb. Okay. What do you play in your Marincess deck? Do you play pure with hand traps, silent sea nettle, or abyss shark with silent angler? Okay. Love the podcast, and you guys get me through my night shifts at work here in the UK Mystic Mine. Not our Lord, or here at work here in the UK. P.S. Mystic Mine is not our Lord and Savior yet. <laughs> First off, love to hear it. Secondly, I did try the Silent Sea Nettles, um, but I personally found that anytime I had them in my hand to utilize, I like having the Silent Sea Nettle either would not get me into Toad, or I'd get into Toad without using it. And that point, cool, I have an extra Toad Negate. Cool. Which is great, don't get me wrong, the extra Toad Negate's great. But... I think, I'm pretty sure Toad's once per turn anyway. No, it's off once no? per turn. Okay, never mind. It's soft. Yeah, okay, it's still once per turn. I mean, technically, yes. Yeah, so... Uh, because I, I don't have a way to, like, reshuffle it and... Boo -boo -boo. Right. Reset it to get a new new negate. So I can toad negate and then have another one for my next turn. Great. But usually if I'm toad negating, if that doesn't stop them, I'm probably borked. <laughs> yeah. For lack of a better term. So right now, so right, uh, right before I switched over to Labyrinth, I was on uh, Pure Marincess with hand traps. But I was running like 15 of them. Mm -hmm. And like a uh, harpy's, and no, I think I was running harpy's feather duster or cosmic cyclone. I don't remember which one. I was running one copy of one cosmic. Of those. It was cosmic. Thank you. Yeah, I remember because I helped you with that decision. Yeah, uh, for the mystic mine. So there's a argument to be made for. Oh, it's I have a one of spot. Do I play a duster in the one of spot or do I play cosmic in the one of spot? I think cosmic is better in the one of spot. Because of Beat Cop. That's not even why. I just think that a quick play spell has a little bit more versatility well, and that's utility. Fair. That's fair. Because that, that's a tile fair. Because then you can also, like, if you ended up, like, in a deck that does not run Mystic Mind, you know they don't have, you can just set it. Right. Pop a quick... Like, they set set some back row pop, pass, you can Or, I mean, realistically, if your opponent tries to trigger a field spell at all. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Or any continuous spell trap. Oh, yeah. If you're playing against Eldritch, you can hit their Cursed Eldland or their Trap Monsters. Mm -hmm. I think that Cosmic is just a little bit more consistently useful as a card. And I would rather have the card that's more consistently useful as a card. 
than to have a than to have a blowout a blowout one a possible blowout right uh, i'd rather have a card that has more utility yeah because some decks are just not going to care about getting feather dusted yeah pretty much all right so uh, here we go are alt formats the best way to preserve the health of the game not preserve the health, but it's definitely ways for people to go back and relive their nostalgia years, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't think that alt formats are necessarily the best way to preserve the health of the game. But I do think that they are healthy for the game. Yes. Most because you can get more players in. Because there are people, who, you know, because you might get the people in, like in GOAT formats, who just don't like the way Yu Gi Oh! is played now with the constant, I'm just going to set up a board, try and break it, do it, do it, and you can't. Right. I think that, that for me, you need to have a healthy, advanced format to have a healthy game. Right now, Yu Gi Oh! does not have a healthy, advanced format. With cards like Artifact Scythe, Mystic Mine, <laughs> And more. The fact that Mystic Mind Burn won a major tournament is a hard thing to come to terms with. Mm hmm. So, with that said, personally, I think that the best way to preserve the health of the game is to make sure that your actual advanced format is as healthy as possible. Mm hmm. But that said, it kind of is what it is. So. It be how it be. Yes. Uh, is the current concept of time cards, such as Gaga Ga Cowboy, a healthy and natural mechanic for the game, or do they instead highlight a flaw with the current format's time rolls? Both. I disagree. Now, when I say both, it's like a little column A, mostly column B. With the... It's, it's, it's just the natural evolution of a glaring flaw. Yeah, so it just highlights the flaw. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, just column B. Yeah, but... Like, would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, it's like 99% of column B. However, it's very much a case of if we have to do it that way, I, I think it's fine. If these are the time rolls, it's just... Yeah, but I don't think that that makes it healthy. It's it's That's fair, that's fair. It is a natural like evolution, mm -hmm. but I don't think that it's a healthy one. And here's the issue with current time rules. The best thing they ever did, by the way, was make it a 45-minute rounds at these mm -hmm. YCSs. Holy it, moly. It's it nice. may not seem like that five the extra five minutes matters, but who does it matter? Holy crap. The extra five minutes is huge. It, but realistically, it moves your game pace from around like 13 and a third minutes per game. Like 13 minutes, 20 seconds. That's what you're looking at per game under old time rules. Mm -hmm. Now you're looking at right at 15 minutes per game. Mm -hmm. Or like 14 minutes per game with like about a minute for siding. Yes. Minute, minute and a half. Give or take. And we still have run into time issues. I think that the perfect balance, and, and like I said, I love the extra five minutes because some of these combos take a long time. Mm -hmm. One tier limit combo is like an eight minute combo these days. It can be. It really depends on what they hit. So I think that personally, the best way that I've seen somebody suggest 
is Jeff Jones suggested this on Twitter. How do we fix the current time rules to make it fair for both players, but make it much faster than it was before? So if you're not familiar, the old time rules were when you went into time, turn player was turn zero, and then you go one, two, three, four, five. So you're, if me and Caleb were playing, we go into time and it's my turn, I'm turn zero. Caleb's turn would be turn one, then mine is two, then Caleb's mm -hmm. three, I'm four, and Caleb's five. This is back when turns would take 30, 30 to 45 seconds. Yeah, they were much faster, honestly. So Caleb gets the last turn, and whoever has the most life left at the end wins that game, and then you tally your match points from there. Ties were a lot rarer. But as the years went on, the matches started drawing out longer and longer, and it was dragging the events out. So they, they changed the rules. You go into 40 minutes when time ends. Whoever has more life at the end of the current phase mm -hmm. of the turn, current turn wins. And that's it. Yep. Which, which gives the current turn player the advantage. Because if they're in their main phase, they have their entire main phase to burn. Correct. Cards like Red Resonator and things of that sort. Yeah, Red Resonator just going, oh, cool, Tremendous Firestorm. Yeah. Or no, Ukazi. Tremendous Firestorm is garbage in a real game. Ukazi. Just in general, being yeah. able to burn your opponent. And, but the best way that I've seen to fix the time rules, because I just realized I never actually said it yeah. earlier. I was explaining how the old rules worked. The newest, best thing that they could do would be both players get an end phase. Oh, so like the current, so like the turn player keeps going to their end phase. The opponent gets a full turn at the yes. end of that turn. Tally life. Yeah, because then it gives the opponent to actually respond to you attempting to burn them, uh, possibly even burning you in kind. So I guess that you could like compare this to the NFL's overtime rules. So the way I don't know if you know it, you don't probably don't know anything about the way this works, huh? Touchdown! Yeah. No, no, I got no clue. Okay, so the way the current NFL <laughs> rules are situated is when you go into overtime, there's a coin flip. Visiting team gets to call it in the air. Okay. Winner of the coin toss gets to choose if they kick the ball away or if they receive the ball. If the team that gets the ball first doesn't score or kicks a field goal, the other team gets a chance to get the ball but if the other if the team that gets the ball immediately marches down the field and scores a touchdown the game's over immediately yeah but if they don't kill if they don't get that touchdown then the other team gets their chance at it mm -hmm. and that's kind of what that rule would be you either yeah. otk me right now on your current turn or i get a chance at it mm -hmm. and then we'll see what happens yeah oh yeah it's which, an interesting way to go about yeah, it. Yeah, which also does eliminate burn. Like, just, I'm just going to cowboy you, and that's game. Right. But now it's, I'm going to cowboy you, but I got a bunch of stuff. Let, let's see you try something. I'm just going to make my own cowboy. Uh, imperm. Oh. Oh. Like, it, it creates a more a more interesting back and forth. Cause then, yeah, it does. Cause Absolutely. Because then you have the decision of, I can attempt OTK, or I can just go for burn damage. And your opponent also has that exact same thing. I can either OTK or just go for burn so then there's a lot more back and forth. It's more interesting. Yes, yes. Now, 
it does extend the time of when a game goes into overtime, when time gets called anyway, um, to just a little bit longer. It, but it really depends on how long the actual individual turns will take. Right. If you're like elbow, if you're if you're like elbow deep into game three, your turn may only last a couple of minutes, and that's full comboing because you've done full combo probably twice now. Yes. So you're running low. So both players would be running a little low on resources. So they're just kind of comboing out what they can. Yeah. All right. Well, that was that is the last of the mailbag questions. So, whew. a huge thank you again to all of our sponsors. That is Millennium Threads, Dragon Shield Accessories, TCG Player. There's affiliate links down below. If you're shopping at Millennium Threads, be sure to go ahead and use our our discount code to save yourself a few dollars. Top Cut Ten. Again, it's all in the description down below. Of course, be sure to check out ETB Games. And if you want your stupid name that you put in <laughs> read out on the podcast at the beginning of every episode, be sure to check out our Patreon. Also, we are putting in a lot of effort and a lot of work to revamp our setup. Really, As you can see. Yes, put a lot into the atmosphere, put a lot into the settings, and just really care about the aesthetic for the listener and for the viewer and we're looking to ramp up the channel a lot into more than just a podcast so if you're interested in all of that and you want to see where we go from here and how we grow be sure to if you enjoy this content and you enjoy these episodes go just go ahead and subscribe real quick share us with a friend if you're so inclined that would be huge that would be the best we would really appreciate it when all of your friends ride together to locals just Take the aux cord and play us. <laughs> Yo, I got this fire hit track. Listen. Hello, everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hello, and welcome to the Top Cut. Yeah. So, but honestly, we couldn't do this without the support of all of you, the wonderful viewers of the podcast. So, with all of that said, thank you all so, so much for listening to today's episode of the podcast, and we will catch you next week. Take care, everybody. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.